Hello, everyone. Welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Radically Loved Radio. I am joined by a very special guest today. She is a powerhouse of a woman, so knowledgeable. And I really feel like you represent everything that I want to be and learn about and create when it comes to um, health and skin. And I just want to thank you for all the work that you, you've done and that you continue to do. Everybody listening, welcome Dr. Nigma to the show. I still need a clap track, but I'm going <laughs> to... You are very that. kind. So we met through a mutual friend, Alex Doman and uh, yeah. Candace McDonald. We, we met and I was so fascinated by the world that you're in and every, your ethos of health, really. I wasn't too familiar with you know, your background, what you did. And, and soon after that, I, we were talking about it. I ordered your book and then I read your book and then I started to recommend it to all of my friends. And I was like, oh my goodness. I'm like, this is... We have to have her on the show. Like Everything that you're talking about with regard to aging and face mapping and gluten face and dairy face and sugar face and just you know all the different ways that our gut health affects our skin even though people talk about it i think that you have a very specific way of talking about it so that people can understand and so that's why for me it resonated really well because i feel like sometimes these types of topics can get very intimidating for people that don't understand a certain type of language and the way that you talk about it is so accessible and I, again, I just, I couldn't wait to have you on the show. So thank you for being here. Thank you for, uh, for having me. And, you know, thank you for saying that as well, because I, you know, I sometimes read books or literature or, you know, even being in an organic chemistry class, couldn't understand what the teacher was talking about. And I always thought, you know, why not explain something in a way that you can really understand? Because if you really understand, then you're going to be able to, to follow up on it. You know, when you don't understand something is why you have a block in doing the very thing that you should be doing. So my goal was to make this book in a reader easy format, but you know, try to explain it in a way that people could actually understand what was going on and, you know, use different mnemonics and, you know, different comparisons. So thank you so much for saying yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, thank you for creating it. I mean, so right now we are in the middle <laughs> We're in the middle of a pandemic. We are in in lockdown, and you, the well, when we saw each other, you had just moved to LA. I did. You're so perfect a, timing, right? <laughs> so how 
You know, before we actually get into a couple of the questions that I wanted to ask you, how are, how are you doing? You know what? Um, I'm actually doing great. Um, I'm busier than I've ever been. So my work has doubled between patient consultations, virtual consultations, and, you know, developing new products and, you know, Start trying to write another book. It's it's been full on. So yeah, I I took the Memorial Weekend Day holiday off, which was great. But it's like right back into thing, you know, the busy, the busy way. So I'm trying to find balance in this quarantine time because it's a bit leaning towards, you know, the way I used to work when I worked in London. So I'm trying to balance that again. <laughs> you're trying to trying to be mindful of of how you're allocating your time. Exactly. Yeah. So one of the major things that has been a, a big concern, not only just for me, and again, this interview may be a little self-serving because now I have you on the line. I'm like, I'm going to ask her all the questions for myself. But I feel like a, because we're in the middle of this uncertain time and people are dealing with a high level of anxiety and stress and I feel like the first couple of weeks of quarantine, every it was kind of like a free for all. People were eating like shit, and people were drinking, and I felt like my feed was just completely immersed with pictures of people drinking wine and eating burgers and just emotional eating. And I could, I mean, I'm I get it. I'm an emotional eater myself. And it seems like now that we've been at this a couple of months, people are wanting to get back into some sort of routine, some sort of self-care practice. What kind of trend did you see in the beginning of this pandemic? And how do you think that we can reset back back to getting on the healthy track? You know, I think it's normal to go into those you know, ways. And I, and I think instead of making us ourselves feel bad about what we did or we didn't do or what we should be accomplishing during this time or what we are not supposed to be accomplishing, I think it's just let, let it be, you know, like just, you know, if you are going into those destructive pathways again, it's because you've been down that dusty road before. And it's just establishing these neural pathways that we used to have when we were in negative patterns or when we felt, felt, you know, anytime something bad happened, we'd go into those those pathways, those neural pathways that have like a plasticity in the brain that we go to. So it's our go-to, but it's recognizing that, okay, well, this is a mistake. This is not something that I'm going to continue to do again. Fine. I had my two weeks of, you know, it, it's a shock. You know what I mean? When you have a shock to the system, your body puts out in a very strange way. And I think you should allow yourself to do it. But then also put yourself back into you know a routine where you can get back to somewhat of a normal life that you were living before this is going to be a new normal but i think it's i think we need to look at it instead of that word new normal i think we need to look at it as a resetting um, and a rebalancing for ourselves and giving ourselves the opportunity to do the things we've always wanted to do both health wise business wise friendship family all of that, you know, because it is a time for for slowing things down in a way, slowing things down, but also rebuilding something new and resetting. Mm, yeah, no, I totally agree. I love that. I love that. Why does sugar wreak so much havoc on our skin? So, gosh, 
I wish sugar did sweet things to your skin, but sadly it does not. What, what, what we need to remember is sugar equals skin sagging. If you remember that, sugar and sagging, then you know, you'll think before you stuff your mouth with the sugar. The thing is, is it causes advanced glycation end products. And that's basically causes stickiness of your white blood cells, of your collagen. And when that happens, it causes collagen to not be able to formate properly. Its formation is improper and then it causes your skin to sag. So that's why sugar causes skin sagging. In addition to that, it affects our white blood cell count. It affects our immune function. It affects our gut microbiome where it puts in, you know, candida and bacteria have a huge party in your gut. Think of the gremlins after you feed them after midnight, how they start going crazy and wrecking the whole house. That's exactly what's happening in your gut when you're having sugar because you're feeding them all the things they need to survive, all that fermentation. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things. If you're doing sugar every single day in your diet, it's something you need to think about. And you know, maybe you need to wean off of it slowly. And there are so many things you can do to balance your insulin levels again and manage your stress levels so that you're not craving the sugar to begin with. Yeah. And are we talking about refined sugar? Are we talking about sugar like in a banana or okay. you know, sugar in uh, honey, like in my tea? Fair enough. There are different kinds of sugar. And, you know, at the end of the day, they're all the same thing in the sense of the way they stimulate the, 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 the pituitary gland. However, banana is also a healthier sugar than having a teaspoon of sugar. Mm. Um, or, you know, for example, an apple is even healthier because it has fiber in it. Fiber helps blood sugar go into your system helps maintain blood sugar balance because you've had the fiber in there to help release the sugar more slowly into the system, into the cells. So there's definitely different kinds of sugar. You know, you want to reach for, for natural, anything that grows outside off a plant or a tree, you know that's going to be a way better sugar for you than having, you know, a candy bar or something like mm-hmm. that. Or a donut. Yeah. Anything that's been, you know, processed. processed. Yeah. And again, I, I learned so much about gut health and the microbiome in your book, which I think everybody listening to this podcast should get. If you're, you're interested, you're curious, I for sure will be putting a link to the book in this particular podcast so you can, you can check it out. One of, one of the other things, and for me, my skin has been something I actually didn't care for uh, in my younger years. I didn't, I used to use what is it? Body soap for my face. Like I didn't really do any any major things until I started to get a little bit older, and I I, I realized this is something that I'm going to have to care for because it's uh it's starting to shift a little bit. And one of the things that I love that you speak to is the new young, right? As opposed to the the new old, which is yeah. the getting. Botox and fillers and going under the knife and all that and and no judgment you know people do what they do but I I really love this idea of being able to take care of our skin from the inside out so can you speak a little bit more to that and and why you have that philosophy yeah I mean I think it's 
you're taking care of your skin from within. Your inner skin is your intestines. I mean, that's the only thing that separates you from the external environment if you think about it. So when you eat something, you're exposing something from the outside of the environment to go into the inside of your body. And that's a very precious exposure because anything that goes into your body can actually cause different you know, biochemical changes in your body. And those bio- biochemical changes can cause you to premature age. They can cause you to have improper cell division. They can cause uh, oxidative stress on your body, all of those things. So you, know, you have that opportunity to really focus on what you're actually putting in your mouth to expose your body to. And so if you focus on the skin from within, it will show up on your skin directly. And even using products on the outside, it's an inside and out approach. Mm -hmm. So I always say that if you want that optimal skin or you're struggling with acne or any kind of skin issue, you have to do both. You have to work on inner health and using proper topicals on the outside. Most of you know that I love listening to podcasts and music. Music and podcasts are constantly playing in my earbuds. Whether you're working from home or you're working on your fitness, you want whatever you're listening to to be what you're listening to, not what your partner is listening to or what your kids are listening to or what your roommates are listening to. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. You already know Raycon earbuds started about half the price than all the other premium wireless earbuds on the market. Their newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are their best ones yet. With six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and more compact design that gives you a nice noise-isolating fit. Raycon wireless earbuds are so comfortable, they're perfect for conference calls or binging podcasts. Most of you have heard me talk about these on Instagram, or you may have heard me talk about how the company was co-founded by Ray J and celebrities like Snoop Dogg and Cardi B. You can pick up a pair to check out what all the hype's about. Now's the time to get the latest and the greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off of your order at buyraycon.com slash loved. That's buyraycon.com forward slash loved to get 15% off of Raycon wireless earbuds. Go to buyraycon.com forward slash loved. And now back to our show. You know, I have a, just kind of a random question. I, I like to use um, sugar body scrubs. Is that, mm-hmm. is that good or bad? It's sugar. That's great because it's, an, um, it's, it's got like a nice exfoliative property on it. And it's, I mean, cane sugar, you know, is, is not toxic to the skin. It's just toxic when you take it internally. So mm-hmm. it actually works as a really nice scrub. And so, no, I think it's really important to exfoliate because as we get older, it's harder for us to overturn our, our skin. So we do need to exfoliate regularly, especially, you know, if we're exposed to, you know, different climates and, you know, if our skin is shedding more because it's springtime, uh, could change by diet. There's so many things, but I think a nice exfoliation, that's a great idea. A sugar oh, scrub. good. I make my own. So that, that's... Do you? That, yeah, What's I do. Um, I put a cup of, well, it's half a cup of avocado oil, half a cup of olive oil. I do two cups of 
organic cane sugar because I didn't know and I wanted to ask you. I'm like, so it just, I made sure it was organic. I don't think it has to be organic, but I'm like, if I'm putting it on my skin, I should be able to eat it. So, so that and uh, just a couple of drops of lemongrass oil, essential oil. And then I just mix it and that's just what I use. That sounds amazing. Yeah. It, it definitely... Tori does not like that I do it in the shower because it makes the floor really slippery. So I have to ah, scrub it down, you know, because yeah. it. I have to figure out a system for that. But yeah, so I, 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 I don't know where I got the recipe from, but I just made it. So... That yeah. sounds... I'm, I'm going to try that. I use coffee grounds. So any leftover coffee grounds, I will use it. I mean, I don't drink coffee, but I have a lot of friends that come over and drink coffee and then I'll just save the grounds of the coffee and I'll just like, you know, scrub scrub it on my skin and it's like a really nice exfoliant and it's really good for like cellulite and, you know, increasing lymphatic drainage. And then I'll use it uh, with the loofah as well. Oh, good. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's great. Okay, I'm taking notes. But the problem is, is everything ends up with coffee grounds everywhere. So you do have to rinse it off. Oh, see? Easier than oil, but... I wonder if there's a system. Maybe somebody out there will come up with a good (laughs) wipe wipe after sort of an all-purpose cleaner. What's worse for your skin, dairy or sugar? Oh, my gosh. I'm coming in hot with all the questions. I mean... (laughs) It's like, it's, it's impossible to say what's worse. I mean, if, if I were to have to choose, I would say sugar. You know, sugar is, you know, because you're making, it's synthetic, you know, basically. And dairy, you know, dairy is bad in so many ways. So, I mean, I, I, anyone with any skin issue, eczema, psoriasis, acne, get rid of the, the dairy and the sugar and you're laughing. Wow. I've, I've had patients come off all medications, steroids, everything from avoiding these, just these two. So it's, it's something to think about, you know, if it's doing this to your skin, what is it doing elsewhere in your body? Because you have to remember here, whatever you do now is going to be a delayed effect 20 years down the road of an effect. So we don't get the immediate gratification right away on things that we, you know, it takes a it takes a while when you work out to build up muscle and all of those things. You do see changes and it's nice that you see changes. But the worst thing is, is that when you do things to your body that are not good for you, they show up 10 to 20 years later. So it's something to think about. Wow. Yeah, so so true. Because we don't think of if we don't see it happening instantly, we're such an instant gratification society. If we don't see it instant, then we just don't think about it. 100%. Yeah. So you suggest a four-week eating plan to improve your appearance in the book. So what happens after that? And can you go back to adding sugar, dairy, and wine? Or no <laughs> wine? How is this sustainable is the question. It's, here's the thing is I recommend for four weeks, if you have really, really bad acne or eczema, or you have a skin condition you've been battling for years and years and years and years, try, try longer than four weeks if you can do it, if you can tough it out. And then when you're reintroducing, do an 80-20 rule. The 80% time is keeping the four-week plan and the 20% plan is doing whatever you want. You know, on the Memorial Day weekend, I had whatever I wanted. I had wine, I had sugar, I had dairy. You know, I had all four faces. And it was like, okay, well, 
I knew I was doing this, but now it's back to the drawing board, you know? So I think we all need to, to, to look at things in perspective and go, what is our goal here? Why am I doing this? I don't like my skin. Well, if I don't like my skin, how am I going to change or transform this situation? And you can, and you're in complete control over it. And there are alternatives to these foods that are healthy. Yeah. So knowing that sugar, dairy, alcohol, these three things are, are major culprits to hindering our gut health, our skin health, what are some things that we can consume? Basically, everybody just wants the good news. It's like, what can we enjoy? What's there's, the eighty percent? There's so much you can enjoy. So all the vegetables are for the taking. Green leafy vegetables, all the beautiful colors, eating the rainbow. Basically, we keep hearing that, right? So all the fruits, all the vegetables, proteins. You know, you've got chicken, beef, fish. You know, all of the, and then there's some healthy grains like quinoa, which is very nice. Millet. Everybody loves quinoa and millet. Millet's super easy to make. And, you know, I think it's just looking at your, your, your food groups and going, okay, well, I'm going to avoid the dairy. So what am I going to do instead of dairy? A lot of people make their own almond milk. They have a little blender that they use and, and it's delicious. There's no sugar in there. There's no junk in there. And that's the other thing is that a lot of people that come off the dairies, they go and buy products that are alternative and they're even worse than a dairy because they've got a ton of sugar in them and preservatives. So just be careful. You know, if you're going to make your own almond milk, uh, oat milk, you know, these are all things that you can, you know, get alternatives to definitely. And they're good for you. Yeah. I love making my own cashew milk. I love making cashew milk. Yum. (laughs) Yum. I I have to take it easy. You know, I I did... It's heavy. Yeah. It's really... it's, It's thick. You know, oh yeah. Um, so I have to. I was having it every day, and then I was like, okay, I obviously need to scale back on this. this. Is too much. But for me, I was using it if I wanted something sweet. If I wanted right a little sweet, I'm like, oh, I'll just have a little, like a fourth of a cup, just a little, you know, a little sweet something. I might put it on some nice tea, some decaf tea, and it was just a nice little treat. But I like being able to make my own. And I think that's always a good a good thing to do when, when you know what kind of ingredients you're putting into your body. I couldn't yeah. agree more. So what, what's the deal with caffeine? This is kind of the, the, the big one for me because I... So I consider my... I don't drink coffee either. So I'm a, a tea person. I'm also a matcha person, but they still have caffeine. So what's the deal with the caffeine? Do so or caffeine- do not? Yeah, caffeine is very individual. And I think that if you're using caffeine to stay awake, you know, or to wake up in the morning, then 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 you're not using it correctly. You should not need a cup of coffee to wake yourself up in the morning. Your cortisol levels in the morning are the highest they should be. And quite often people who drink a lot of coffee for the purpose of feeling that awakeness quite often have problems with their adrenal glands, your, so your stress glands. But if you're drinking it for the taste and you enjoy it, then that's a different thing. I think it's what how you're using it. You know, It's just like everything else. Everything has its use in life. And if you're using it in a, in a, in a way that's healthy and you know, it's not to try to keep yourself awake or to wake yourself up, 
uh, that's great. And also, it, does it make you anxious? Have you noticed coffee makes you anxious? Have a think about it. Come off of it. Has your anxiety reduced? You know. Also, does it cause prevent you from sleeping throughout the night and preventing you from waking up in the middle of the night going to the toilet? So it's all these things you need to take in consideration and make a list and go: Is it doing this to me? Is it doing you know? And a lot of people that are coffee drinkers will come off of it and say, I feel so much better. So there's some people that can stay on coffee. It's very individualized. I, you know, I personally cannot drink coffee, but I love the smell of it. Green tea is um, rich in epigallo cadogan gallates. If you can say that 10 times, you can win my book. Uh, <laughs> Wait, say it one more time. Epigallo cadogan gallates. Epigallo. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> okay, whatever. So if you can say that, if you can say it fast, Dr. Ning will send you a book. Exactly. I'll, I'll send you a book. She'll just send me the address. So it's ECGC. That's the short uh, uh, abbreviation for that. And that those are very rich in antioxidants. Now, having said that, it still has caffeine in it, but it also has theanine in it. Theanine is relaxing. So people that drink green tea won't feel as wired sometimes as they do on coffee. However, matcha is a different cat. So you know, have to be very, very careful because it's super high caffeine and t- uh, content. Mm-hmm. It's not like, like your green tea back in the day. It's almost like green tea is new and you know, it's crazy. Like, like on on crack. <laughs> like it's on crack. It is. <laughs> green it tea is. on crack. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, so my big thing is I I love I have a matcha ritual that I do, but I was doing it every day when this pandemic thing started, and I was okay. doing like a live morning matcha, and I, I'm still doing it now, but not as often. But I started to have palpitations. I started to have a hard time going to sleep. I was starting to feel really drained and depleted, and I couldn't figure out why. And I realized normally. I don't drink matcha every day. Normally, I might have matcha every every other day, but because mm-hmm. of the pandemic and I'm home and things are right. canceled and my schedule and I just want to wake up and have my little morning ritual and put my cashew milk in there. It was really just an excuse to drink my cashew milk. So I did wean off of doing it every day. So now I'm just doing it maybe three to four times a week, which is a huge improvement from doing it every day. But see, you listen to yourself and that's that's basically you know, what I want people to do is just listen to themselves instead of, you know, going into denial. If you don't feel good with something, back off on it, you know, find something different. I think we all just need a comfort of some sort to to reach out to. (laughs) Yeah, totally. So for the people that are listening and they just ordered your book today, but they want to start their self-care routine, what what are a couple of things you would recommend that they do starting today? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I mean, one thing is, I know we keep hearing it and it's it, it probably hurts your ears to hear it again, but meditation, really going and whatever that is, even if it's going in your garden or somewhere quiet where you can hear birds chirping or where you're in nature, where you're not looking at the news, you're not looking at your Instagram or you know, not doing anything. You're just sitting and focusing on your breathing and belly breathing, you know, really breathing the way babies breathe. And I think that is a start. If you can just do that, focus on your breathing and also like feel what you're feeling. You know, don't 
you know, don't think that, oh, I shouldn't be feeling this way because everybody else has lost, you know, my friends have lost a job when I haven't, but I'm feeling this way. Everybody has a right to feel whatever way you're feeling. This this pandemic has hit us all in different ways. And it's a collective thing. So let's use that collective energy to our advantage and start going deep into yourself during this time. And so I would rec- recommend meditation, number one. Number two, you can use things in your kitchen sink, like your ch- chicken chicken sink, in your <laughs> kitchen sink. That was interesting. Yeah. Kitchen. So you can use things like avocado. You can use things like egg whites. And you can make a little and a little bit of yogurt. You know, that's the one time you can use dairy. And I call it the dairy face mask. And you mix all of those together and you apply it to your skin. You know, you can do this even once a week and you'll see a massive, like the lactic acid from the yogurt will help with uh, getting rid of the dead skin cells. The egg helps with protein and amino acids for the skin. The avocado helps with resurfacing and puts those good natural oils back in without being oily because you don't want to put oil on the skin on your face. And so you can do at-home face masks, which I used to do all throughout university and I started again. And so self-care as in like doing that, do it with your mom or your sister, whoever you're quarantining with and you know, make it like a little group activity, you know, meditate together. There's a meditation in my book called the Curtain Kriya. It's a 12-minute meditation. And you can download it on Spotify and sing with the lady at the same time. So there's like so many things you can do. You can do them yourself or, you know, person you're living with say, hey, let's do this together. You know, let's make it a pact that we do this. I think that's, that's really important. Also community, reaching out to your friends and community and seeing how you could be of service and help out during this time. So there's, there's lots we can do during this time to make us feel more connected. Yeah, no, I love that so much. So I I asked this final question to all of my guests. And I, again, learned so much from just reading your book. And I'm so grateful that you you came on the show just to share some some tips and some insight. I know that some of the things that we we've heard on this podcast, we've heard before, but I just feel like the more that we hear how the food that we eat impacts our overall health, I feel like it'll sink in that much quicker and that much deeper. So thank you for that. Um, the final question is with... It's about the podcast. So I started this podcast as a way for people to come together, to feel supported, to know that we are radically loved and radically supported by God's source, whatever higher power of your understanding, the universe works for us and not against us. And the whole idea of cultivating radical love is something that is innate and it's our right. So for you, the final question is, how do you feel radically loved? Oh, wow. How do I feel? I think in order to love, you need to love yourself. And every day, I hope I'm answering the question right, but I don't, I really feel like you need to love the temple that you're living in. You know, we, our bodies are temple. 
You need to love it, appreciate it, take care of it, nurture it. And if you do all of those things, then it'll be so easy for you to attract that same love back and on the same wavelength as you. Because sometimes we attract the wrong things in our lives because we're on a different frequency. So tune into your frequency by, you know, loving yourself enough. And, you know, I see this with patients that let's just say one last thing is that when they take care of themselves, they come to see me and they're going through a marriage breakup or a divorce, a, a, a separation, anything. They've lost a loved one. Within two months of getting on a plan for their health, because they've come to me out of the sheer love of themselves, right? So they're coming to me for help because they want to help themselves. And as soon as they start to help themselves, they attract a new amazing partner. They give birth to a new child. They get a new job. It's I've seen it over the last 20 years over and over again. And the only thing that is the common denominator is they've put self-love into themselves. And that's why these things are then happening for them. Mm. I love that. And by the way, there's no right or wrong answer to this. It's like this <laughs> answer, whatever it comes. So Dr. Nigma, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, for the people listening or watching this, where can they go for more information if they want to connect with you? So they can go to my my website at healthydoc.com. That's H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-D-O-C.com. Great. And we'll put that link on the show notes of this particular episode. So if you go to the info button, all of the links there, including the link to get Dr. Nigma's book, which is absolutely incredible. I'm telling you, I've read it several times and I've recommended it to so many people I know because I feel like it's such a great read and it's there's so insightful. And like I said, sometimes books like this can get really complex. And I feel like one of the things that I, I'm going to say it again that I loved is how uh, relatable it is, how easy to follow the the guides are. And you have such a, a beautiful way at articulating and explaining uh, the, the different ways that we can improve our health in, in a way that we can all understand and do. So thank you so much for that and for being on the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It was so lovely. You're, you're amazing. You're amazing. You're the best. And everybody, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with a friend. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And we'll see you guys next week. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this. So please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.